Hi there, my name is Dili Mwabuki and I'm the host of the Personal Evolution Podcast. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the podcast. Um, the podcast is designed for ambitious, forward-thinking individuals where we explore insights, ideas, strategies, lessons, and conversations about self-awareness, psychology, total life mastery that will drive you to create your ideal life and achieve extraordinary results. We host some of the most prolific thinkers, influencers, and culture shapers where we ask them hard thought-provoking questions in answering our questions they unlock gems of insight that will in turn challenge you to achieve the perceived impossible in your life and work our mission is to share inspiring and practical content that will help you advance in your unique life's journey listen and enjoy this episode thank you On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by an incredible friend, Francis Arihalam, and we discuss the subject of mental health with particular focus on depression. We explore what depression truly means, really is. We talk about the symptoms, we talk about the causes of depression, we talk about the treatments for depression, and we also talk about self-care strategies that you can apply you know, to maintain mental fitness and optimal mental health in these challenging times. It was such a meaningful conversation, and I believe you'll enjoy this episode. Have a great time listening. Hello, guys. Um, welcome to another episode of the Personal Evolution Podcast. I'm super excited for this episode because I have a unique and special guest. Um, our guest today is an applied mental health practitioner with demonstrated experience depression treatments. PTSD counseling, dysfunctional behavior treatment, and cognitive behavioral therapy. A HR professional with a core experience in talent management, performance management, job analysis, design, training, and behavior management. He is currently an associate lecturer at the Institute of Counseling in Nigeria and fellow of the platform Young Professional with a background in neurocognitive confidence, cognitive behavior therapy, communication, and neuro-linguistic programming. It's no other person than Francis Ari Hilam. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, um, Zili. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to share and for us to discuss this very interesting topic. Interesting, interesting. Thank you so much for coming on the platform once again. Um, so today we're going to be talking about something crucial you know for a while like i said when, when we spoke um i've been thinking of doing this episode but the events and the and the stories i've been hearing recently you know really prompted me and pushed me to reach out to you urgently so we could talk about this and today we're going to be talking about mental health with particular focus on depression we're going to be demystifying depression today because people are really dealing 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 with issues this period um a lot of people even within my circle I know have had to deal with job losses, business is slow, um, people are going through challenges now. And then what really triggered me and really touched me to my core was, I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine, that was two days ago, and he was telling me of a young man that just um, seemingly for no reason committed suicide. So 
when we talk about depression, uh, people don't want to hear because they feel like it's 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 not our problem. This is a white man problem. Like it's not it's not something we deal with. So the first question I would like to ask you would be: um, have, There's a lot of misconception about this subject. Can you define what depression really is and its symptoms? So our audience can be a little bit clear on what it is. Okay. Um, thank you so much, Dilly. I. I... I appreciate that question. Um, I'll start to answer that question by giving a bit of background, right? Um, and to right. debunk certain myths about depression, which is one, that depression is an illness, right? Just as you have the yeah. regular malaria or the typhoid or the fever or you know, your, the, but the difference between those kinds of illness and this kind of illness is that the illnesses I just mentioned are illnesses related to um, your physiology, right? And they, yeah. the symptoms are often very, very obvious, right? But then mm. depression, mm. on the other hand, is a mental illness and its symptoms are often very subtle and if not spotted is very very deadly right now um again is you see depression is a human illness and because it is a human illness it transcends culture it transcends ethnicity. It transcends geographical location. It can affect anyone and everyone. So long as a human being is present in that um, particular space. So that's what it is, right? So now, now to properly define, because there's a, there is a mismatch as to, you know, sadness and depression, Right? Okay. No, so okay. I, I want to try to give clarity um, between what sadness is and what depression is. So, okay. now, when something happened to you that falls short of your expectation, or something happens to you that causes you bodily harm or emotional harm or psychological harm or you know, takes away your comforts, right? There is a tendency yeah. for the human response to become sad. There's a tendency for you as a human yeah. being to respond with sadness, to feel unsatisfied, mm -hmm. right? Maybe yeah. you were yeah. expecting a promotion in the office, you didn't get it. It's okay to be sad, right? You had a loved one, yeah. you know, a loved one just died. It's okay to cry, Right? Um, those are human responses of events that do not meet our expectation. But now, yeah. when these events lingers yeah. more than a healthy period, then there's a problem. Okay. When this event of sadness, of pain, of feeling emotional pain, lingers beyond a certain period, then there is a problem. So now that brings me to my definition of what depression means, right? So depression is gotten from okay. um, a Latin word, right? Um, I'm just doing 
um, yeah. what I'd refer to as etymological meaning, you know, going back to what exactly this okay. thing means and how the word came about. So depression is from the Latin yeah. word depremia, um, which means to press down, right? Now, oh. if I'm to take that definition and bring it into context as to what people are feeling, it means that when someone, and I use the word, when someone allows a particular life event to mm. press them down. Mm. When someone allows, emphasis on the word allows, right? A particular life mm. event yeah. to press them down first emotionally, yeah. then yeah. physically, then any other way you can to think about it before eventually you begin to lead into extreme form of mental illnesses where eventually it leads to suicide. So, yeah, that's what depression typically means. And I, I hope that's been able yeah. to give a bit of context as to what this thing depression means. So it is a, an illness that occurs yeah. when an yeah. expectation is not met and the individual yeah. allows that life event to linger mm. much more than necessary, which then impacts the mental health, physical health, mm. and possibly physiology. Because I would, in the course of our conversation, I'm hoping that we're going to make connections as to how depression moves from just your mind to your body, your environment yeah. and then begins to crash everything yeah so that's it awesome awesome i i, I like the fact that you were able to distinguish between sadness and depression because you know, i've had I've, I've had to you know ask people like have you ever been depressed before and as simple as that question might sound a lot of people have difficulty really 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 answering that question you know and that's because a lot of people have not really drifted into that state um so the next the next question the next question I would ask is apart from disappointment or expectations not being met, you know, like you mentioned earlier, what could be the other causes of depression? Okay. Someone just um, depressed no very interesting question. Um so yeah. so because depression is majorly first a psychological thing right yeah it depends a lot on the human perception of an event right so mm. the, the, the 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 greatest cause or the most significant cause of depression is alteration yeah. in life expectancy or in life expectation Oh. For, for example, so let, let's give an example. Let's say um, maybe a movie star or someone very prominent. You know, you have expectations yeah. about what, where you want to be, how you want to be. And the, the, the issue is, now we're going to talk about that later, but how these expectations are set is now another thing that we must have to now critically look at, right? So okay. that being said, but... To answer your question, right? Yeah, yeah. Events 
you know, um, expectations not met, it ranks oh. top the reasons for yeah. the causes of depression, right? Um, yeah. There can be economic yeah. reasons. Okay. Um, family reasons. There can be health reasons. There can be... So it's events. Mm. Now, when you take events in a whole, mm. it could come from anywhere, mm. right? Mm. Now, there are researchers from talking from a neuroscience background now, right? Yeah. Um, from research, right? Um, the development of the child's brain or the human's brain yeah. by virtue of both nature and most probably nurture, okay. you know, can impact on whether or not someone will experience depression within yeah. their lifetime. Disposition. Right? Because as the person develops, yeah. The way the prefrontal cortex, right? Yeah. Is is um the way the prefrontal cortex is is built, yeah, will go a long extent to determine whether this person this person's interpretation of life events because your prefrontal loops are the center of your brain responsible for rational thinking, organization, planning, and all of that. Yeah. If anything impacts that particular part of your brain. There's a tendency that your ability to interpret information, respond to situations will be hampered. And that might slide you into feelings of depression and, you know, emotional meltdown. So the chances of a truly neuro, uh, neurological um, impact of depression is there, but more often than not, it is life events, mm. expectations, Mm. values, interpretation of this event are yeah. the most potent reason as to why and how people feel depressed. Right? Yeah. yeah. Because, awesome. I mean, you have, you have many people who maybe are celebrities and they come out and they tell you you are depressed and you're asking yourself and you're saying, ah, you have all these things. Exactly. Why are you depressed? Mm. Now, your interpretation of life as an individual is different from this person's interpretation and expectations. Yeah. So to you, that's a good life. Mm. But to the person, it's not the life that I want. Mm. So you could be seeing an aspect of the life, the finances are cool and all that. Yeah. Maybe the person is battling with a terminal illness or yeah. has a family issue that is lingering for too long or has esteem issues. So it's, But at the center of it all, is the interpretation of life events. Yes. So life events stand at the core of what causes. you know um, causes depression. I hope I've been able to answer that question. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So it's more due to life events and its interpretation. Then secondarily, uh, neurological reasons, like you explained. Um, so yes. I'm going to ask this question. <laughs> it's a question that you know I I, I can relate with. And uh, the question is, how do you know that that you are depressed? Because I ask this question because Fantastic. I ask this question because I I I have had to I've experienced depression a couple of times in my life personally, and I didn't I wouldn't have known that I was dealing with depression if I had not studied it you know in psychopathology and all that and then I had to make deliberate attempts to really seek for help and get myself out of that state. So how do you know? Some people are, are drifting in that state. They don't know it's a dangerous state to be in as a human being. So how do you know 
like for people listening, they want to self-diagnose. They might not be in that state now, but perhaps in the future or so state so they can seek for help. Fantastic, fantastic. I, I like that question. And, um, you know, so I'm going to respond to that question um, oh. because I, I, I want to try as much as possible to be relatable okay. and to make sense, right? Oh. Yeah. Because that's the essence of communication, not just to throw jargons around right? yeah. and yeah. then nothing is learned, yeah. right? So, yeah. so, so depression affects these critical areas of our life, right? Yeah. yeah. One, our motivation. Okay. Our physiology, mm. our behavior, mm. our emotions, and our thinking. And I'll take that again. So depression affects these areas of our lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. One, our motivation. Okay. I would go in there to break it a bit down as much as if, if I have the time to. Sure, sure, go right ahead. Our physiology, wow. right? Yeah. Motivation now being, you observe that you are the kind of person that is always get up and go. You get oh. up in the morning, you, you, you know, you want to get stuff done. You know, yeah. you, you are the one dragging everybody, you know, guys, we can do this and all that, yeah. right? Self, yeah, self-starter. Physiology. <laughs> You know, you know that you, you're a very healthy person. You can walk mm. a considerable distance. You don't feel too tired. You are very athletic and all of that, right? You, yeah. you, know, you have a very good or a healthy physiology. Yeah. Now, it affects your behavior, your response to people, language, body language, verbal language, disposition, you know, spoken and unspoken cues, right? Yeah. So, depression affects... Your motivation, your physiology, your behavior, your emotions, your thinking. Now, I'm going to, I, I think I've explained motivation, I've explained physiology, physiology, and I've explained behavior. Now, emotion, yeah. right? Yeah. We all know when we are in a heightened state of emotion. Yeah. We all know when our energy level, right, is... Yeah above average or is just average or is below average yeah right yeah we all know when we are in that gloomy state and the the the, the, the interesting part about it is oftentimes when you're in that gloomy state you want to wallow it wants to draw you in and all of that right mm. now again is our thinking now depression affects these critical areas and the central symptom of depression now which is one of the things that you we me you every other person who's listening can look out for in themselves yeah. and in the people they love and in the people that are around them yeah. the central symptom is the extended loss of the capacity to experience pleasure i'll take Please, that can you come again i mix the, the first part extended loss Okay. Okay. I said that the central, the central theme or the central yeah. symptom yeah. of depression, right? Yeah. Is the extended loss yeah. of the capacity to feel pleasure. Yeah. Are, are you with me? Yeah. I'm with you because very much. Now, now, now again, to shock you. So I had a client one time and, um, yeah. you know, we were in a conversation and all. And, you know, and, and, I, and then I asked this person, I said, 
when last did you feel happy? They said, last week, last week. I said, okay. Okay, no problem. I said, okay, list out all the things that you love to do. Hmm? List out all the things that you love to do. And he gave me a list of everything that he loves to do. And all. I said, okay, when last did you do these things? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember, really. I said, okay, why? They decided to give me reasons and all. I said, okay, so we did an we did an assessment. We agreed that, okay, you know what? You're going to pick two things out of these things, go into the week and get them done. Okay. By the next session, when we're having a conversation, do you know what this person told me? He said, yeah. I can't believe that I've not felt this way in a very long time. Hmm. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, okay. So what, how are you feeling? He said, the last time I, feel, I felt this way was, like, I, he said, I feel alive. Hmm. And the last time I felt this way was a long time ago. A very long time ago. So that means that what this person interpreted to be happiness last yeah. week was not just happiness. It was a momentary feeling of, you know, excitement. But okay. that surge of energy, that energy level had not gone up in a long time. So okay. apparently this person had been experiencing depression for a while and not even knowing it. So the central theme, right, and the central symptom of depression is decreased capacity to feel pleasure. Right? Mm. The decreased yeah. capacity to experience pleasure. In other mm. words, you would observe as an individual that your anxiety level goes up. Your anger yeah. level goes up. Your oh. feeling of shame and of guilt goes up. And most probably yeah. your feeling of envy, depending on what exactly is responsible for the depression. And yeah. you observe that your interest in some of the things that you love to do begins yeah. to go down. Yeah. I'll give you an example. One of the meters with which I gauge if I am beginning to feel depressed or I'm sliding into depression is... When I get engagements like this to yeah. talk about, you know, mental health, psychology, um, neuroscience, and all of that, at any level, yeah. my excitement yeah. level goes down. And I'm like, I beg, I beg, I don't, you know. It's different from, ah, I want to do this so, but I'm tired. There are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. So I begin to know that I am losing interest in the things that I love to do. Why am I losing interest in these things? Something is responsible for it. So one of the ways that you can begin to look at your loved ones, look at yourself is, I always say that people leave cues. If you are paying attention, you can listen. When yeah. you are paying attention to people, you know when they are not themselves. If I'm, I, I mean, I'm very close. If I'm very close to you, Dilly, I spend every day with you. You yeah. have a pattern. There's a way you will talk. There's a way you speak. There's a way you laugh. There's the way you walk. There's, if we stay yeah. in the same office, there's the way you are always... When for a consistent period, for a month, for three weeks, mm. or four weeks, you've mm. not followed that pattern. Something is off, except I'm not paying attention. I'll not say delete yeah. you, not yourself. What's up? Yeah. And then you'll be like, oh, no, 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 worry, I'm fine. No, 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 you are not fine. I mean, I, I know you to be this. It is now the patience to listen. 
that some people do not have. When someone just tells you, you know, I'm fine, no worry, you go there, all right, you go there, all right, and then we'll pass off it. That's just, that's just, it goes back and it's that's, one way. Yeah. That's a defensive mechanism. Yeah. So, so that's conversation. It. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's it. Um, your anxiety level goes up, your feeling of shame, your feeling of guilt, your feeling of anxiety, and yeah. a decreased level of interest mm. in the things that you love to do goes extremely down. You remember when I was mm. defining depression, I said that it was a case of that depression is being, allowing the things that, you know, um, the events of life press mm. you down yeah. more than the healthy period. You can mm. lose your job. You can, you can feel sad. You can, I mean, but once it slips into a pattern, into an extended period where you're not doing anything about it, you're just swallowing and you're drowning and you're drowning, then something is wrong. An intervention needs to come in, right? So th- th- that's okay. how you can, you know, from diagnose, right? From yeah. the surface level, what depression okay. is. However, there are neurological and neuroscientific approaches to diagnosing in depth. You know, um, if someone is actually depressed, because some people, it's very tricky. That's how you okay. hear that. You know, this movie star or this comedian who's always making someone laugh wakes up one morning and everybody sees that you woke up dead in the apartment because of death, suicide. Mm. It is possible mm. that nobody would have maybe caught it. Yeah. Even the person himself is not aware that he or she is mm. depressed. I've seen cases mm-hmm. like that, in fact, countless yeah. times. Because there is something called escapism, right? Okay. And escapism okay. is an approach that is used to some sort of bypass or, so in a way, um, deny something that is a current reality. So that's what some people yeah. use. You know, people can find this in alcohol, people can find it in different things, but they're not addressing the what the re- main issue is. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. Just, just I, I didn't plan to ask this question, but as you were just uh, breaking it down, could could insomnia be um, could insomnia be um, a symptom of depression? Because then, when I was dealing with with that phase, you know, I had very serious issues sleeping for two months. It was serious. At some point, I was begging God to just you know help me sleep. I'd wake up and then I'd think yes, about yes. that event that happened and I had very serious issues sleeping. Is, is that a part of the symptoms? Okay, so insomnia is a is and there's a word I'm looking for now. It's a byproduct, yeah. right? Of okay. depression. Insomnia can happen okay. without depression, but depression okay. can lead to insomnia. People okay. can experience insomnia without being depressed. Mm. But mm. depression has a yeah. significant... Um, um, so depression can actually lead to insomnia. And I'll explain how. Now, okay. in this stage of depression, for some people, right? Yeah. Some people yeah. can use sleep as an escape route. They just lie in bed all day. They want to sleep and close their eyes and they don't want to wake up. But for mm. people who are very analytical, who are very, yeah. who, who are, who are auditory digital, uh, who have, who are auditory digital. This means 
There are people yeah. who are who use who are very very analytical. They think everything is logical to them. They think yeah. and they think yeah. a lot. The tendency for their brains to remain active and constantly thinking and brooding over the so the problem is high. So and yeah. once your brain is active, there is a high tendency that sleep would be robbed because at that yeah. point your brain needs to enter into a relaxed mood before you can sleep. That's, that's why true. some medical that, that's why some um uh, medical people will tell you, okay, you know, if, you know what, if you want to sleep, turn off your lights, keep away your mobile phone, try to play some soft music around that helps your brain relax. You know, imagine okay. yourself by the beach side, your brain is relaxed, and then before you know what's happening, you hit the bed. And then your body pattern also, but all those ones are just technical. But then, so that's the issue, right? The person has a very high IQ. The analytical yeah. mind is at work, working, asking all the questions, and not necessarily questions, but sometimes even blaming. Ah, I wish you have done this. If you didn't do this, this would have exactly. been okay. This you I didn't can, do I this. Can oh, that's the problem. Ah, no. Yeah. You, you did not uh, do this. If you had done this, this would have not happened. Yeah. You should have, oh no, yeah. imagine. So how can you even be sleeping? Eh? How can you be sleeping when this thing is happening? No, sleep is for lazy people. You know. A lot is going through your mind and then you can't sleep because your yeah. mind is not at rest. Right? Wow. That, that's that. So wow. it can lead to insomnia. But once you realize yeah. that once the analytical mind, right? Yeah. You know, the analytical mind is always looking for a way to rationalize it. Once a yeah. rational solution comes, it yeah. withdraws itself and allows your yeah. brain to rest. And once your brain rests, you go into hibernation mode, and before you know what's happening, you sleep. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or okay. well, can acceptance help you deal with that? If it's an event, you've come to a place of acceptance. And... Acceptance. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about the situation anymore. Fantastic. Fantastic. I, I, I'm eventually going to uh, um, say that. You see, mm. When it comes to depression, right? Depression yeah. affects your concentration. It affects your memory. Yeah. yeah. It affects the way you think about yourself and the mm. world that is around you. Yeah. Right? These are yeah. some of the ways that depression affects you. Right? Now, yeah. and when these thoughts happen, you become anxious. And as you become more anxious, it releases a surge of adrenaline. And that's the reason why you yeah. can't sleep. Because imagine, oh. for example, when you are running, maybe you are in fear, flight or... Flight mode. Let me... So um, I live around um, um, okay. the part of Lagos, you know? And when this whole One Million Boys thing was happening, I mean, oh. the first day and everything, you know, everybody was on alert mode. Nobody slept. Because at that okay. point, there was a high surge of adrenaline. You are waiting for action in case anything happens because police will not come and all of that. At that time, you cannot mm. sleep, right? Now, if yeah. at the end of the day, you observe that as an individual, right, mm. there is almost nothing. There is almost nothing you can do that will positively mm. change this situation, right? 
it can do two things to you. It can empower you to stay calm or disempower you to feel weak. Now, so a senior friend of mine had said something, I think about two years ago, that I never forgot. And it was a very simple and I never forgot about it. He, He said, can you do something about the situation? If yes, why worry? If no, if yes, why worry? Just do it, right? If no, why yeah. worry? Yeah. If you cannot mm. do something about the situation, mm. why worry? Now, self-perception. Self-perception, and that's why mm. I am an evangelist of helping people build a healthy self-image. A healthy self-image mm. helps you Put a realistic standard for yourself that is not informed by society, that is not conformed to any family standard, but is right in front of you based on how you have taken a SWOT analysis. You've looked at yourself, you've known that this and this and this and this and this and these are some of the things that you can do. So, some of the ways to help people cope with depression or to help people cope with depression is, in fact, I I would say is even one of the most important, is inner compassion. And that is one thing that I I have developed as an individual. Now, Uh. our brain, our human brain is designed to respond to negative signals. If someone says, oh, Francis, um, you are not nice, or you are not fine, or you are not good, especially from a significant order, right? You begin yeah. to ask yourself, is it true? Is it not true? Is it true? Ah, it's true. Maybe it's not true. That's why in maybe marriages, for example, the word from your husband will come yeah. to the word from your conductor. Because a conductor is just an average person. You're also yeah. somebody you feel should protect you, should be there for you, your loved one. That's why if you see people who come from homes where they have domestic violence, almost seven out of ten of the times, they always struggle with extreme issues. And if yeah. they don't manage it very well, they move from a healthy gauge of esteem to being arrogant. Because they are trying to prove mm. a point. Because for every time you tell mm. them, my friend, what is your problem? They remember somebody who is a significant other who told them that same thing. And it triggers them. The response they couldn't give at that level, they will give it to you now. You, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. inner compassion. Inner compassion, right? Mm. Like you mentioned, inner compassion, yeah. self-acceptance is one of the biggest uh-huh. ways to deal with depression. And it, it is you looking at yourself every day and saying, you know what? I am not a perfect person, but I am a work in progress. Yeah. It's looking at yourself and accepting mm. the dark side of yourself and the light side of yourself. Mm. You see, mm. I, 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 I think that many, many a times, we, we, we do not really help people to be comfortable with the side of them that they are not proud of. I've not asked this question, Dili, and I've asked a couple of people a couple of times, and I said, light and darkness, which is more important? People often say light, and I'll give this analogy. 
which I learned from my yeah. mentor, by the way. And he, you know, we sat in his office yeah. that day and he asked me this question. He said, light and darkness, which is important. And I said, ah, light, of course. He said, okay. Then he went to the bulb switch and turned off the light. And he said, if I'm holding a revolver right now, pointing at you, this room is yeah. pitch black. Yeah. Can you see me? He said, oh. I said, ah, no, I can't see you. He said, okay, but if I shoot you, if I point this revolver at you and I shoot you, will the bullet touch you? I said, yes, now, nah. especially if you know where I'm sitting and you point the gun at me. He said, okay. <laughs> I now said, he now turned on the lights. He now asked me, no, he now asked me a question before he turned on the light. He now said, in this same darkness, if I hold a revolver, right, and I want to shoot yeah. you, and you move from where you are, and I can't see you, and you can't see me. Will I be able to take a clear shot? I said, oh, of course, no, now you can't take a clear shot. He said, okay. He now turned on the light again, and he said, now the light is on, I can see you, you can see me. What are the chances that if I want to shoot mm. you, I will kill you with one shot? I said, man, it's like 90% too. I said, okay. He said, in this case, <laughs> would you say that light and darkness, which one is important? I said, hey, both of them are important. <laughs> my life forever. Didn't it? it changed my life forever. I mm. began to realize, mm. right, that yeah, yeah. It, is, it is darkness that gives light meaning. If there is yeah. no such thing as darkness, we will not appreciate light. If there are no such things as the dark side of ourselves, the struggles we have with family, the financial struggles we have, the ups and downs, the different things that we struggle with that we don't bring to the ground, right? We will not yeah. be able to appreciate the other good things. We will not be able to see any significance in them. So it's a balance, and the Chinese will call it the yin and the yang, right? It's, it's what makes life the balance. Yeah. So rock, yeah. you know, enjoy it. Laugh at your weaknesses. Laugh at your mistakes. What I do sometimes is when I goof, right? I say, you know what, Francis? Now, wow. Mm, mm. You should have done better in this thing, though. But I know a dumb person. I know this is just a goof. Do better next time, guys. Mm. You know? When I make mistakes, I try, I try to be kind to myself. And that's one of the things that people mm. have not learned how to do. Dile, you will be shocked that... And I'm talking from a place of experience. Yeah. I've had countless encounters with people in sessions and I've realized that it is easy for people to forgive other people who have wronged them than to forgive themselves. Why is that? Good. Because now we often crave acceptance from society. We often crave acceptance from external factors. So it's are inappropriate yeah. for you to say that you know I don't like this person. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't yeah. have anything to do. This was ah ah now for you. I that evil. How bad? This person that bad. How bad now? Ah ah ah. Take it easy. Okay, he has done you wrong. Now, have you observed when two people are yeah. fighting? If you have separated two fighting before, you yeah. observe that when you tell one person you don't do, you don't do, you don't do. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, they no they verse, no they verse, but who verse the more. No, they tell me now, no, they verse, no, they tell me that kind of thing. Mm. You are not mm. approving of the person's emotion, which is very valid. So, okay. what happens is that we try to conform, 
We try to accept people. When people wrong us, even when we don't have not truly dealt with it in the depth of our heart, say, you know what, I forgive you. Just go, I forgive you. In depth inside the heart, this pain is still there. Yeah. You've not treated it. But you want to paint an image that is acceptable to yeah. society. But between you and yourself, yeah. nobody comes between you except God. It is only you and yourself. Yeah. Right? Nobody yeah. knows. It's easier to hold so a grudge against yourself. You hold yourself. <laughs> exactly. You hold yourself to a particular standard and you're like, you know what? Ah, a whole you. A whole you. How yeah. Have a whole you man of oh. God go and sleep with his sister in church. A whole you, and oh. that is in 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 partnership. Let me use the word with the expectations that yeah. people have had about you. So when you fail, you like yeah. I can't I can't believe it. Imagine what would people say about me? How how do I face people? Mm. People people whom I who whom I used to treat. Yeah, eh, 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 with depression now i'm not coming out to say i'm depressed how can no i i, I have to yeah, man up. Yeah. i have to all of all those things so you see so it is because of the perception we have about ourselves and the perception we have allowed from society so it makes it difficult for us to move on ah yeah. i would rather die in this marriage than live home. what will i tell people yeah. That I got married, me, mm. marriage counselor, my marriage did not work. Ah, no, even though I'm domestic so violence, I will use makeup to cover everything. Can you see where we're going to? So mm. it's difficult because for us, we want to conf- we want to attain that standard. Standard, you remember when I was starting mm. that standard now, we have to audit the standard. How did you come about these values? How did you come you about this realistic. perception of yourself? Who told you that this uh-huh. is what the standard is? Uh-huh. So, yes. Um, self, uh-huh. Self-perception. We've, right? we've, we've, self, self. Uh-huh. Very, 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 yeah. very important. It's important for us to, uh-huh. to, to, to be able to have inner compassion, right? It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Uh-huh. It's a no-brainer. When we begin to find our flaws, when we begin to take it easy on ourselves, when we begin to accept the dark sides and the light side of ourselves, we will begin to realize that our lives are not as difficult as we say it is. It's the harmony of life. I mean, I had a very trying time last year. Around this time last year, it was very, very difficult for me, you know. But one of the things that helped me to pull through this period was... The constant reminder that you know what this is life, right? This is just life. Mm. And it's not. It's not just. It's not only me. It's not. Just, and you know we personalize mm. issues a lot, and that's why sometimes when mm. you know you, it's important to have support groups and join support groups. When you hear yeah. people say their issues, it helps you make sense of what's happening. You know what, man? It's not that bad for me. nobody will tell you. The, the goal of the support group is not for anybody to come and tell you. Oh, it's not that bad. It's for you to hear. Because oftentimes we personalize, you know, right? We per- yeah, exactly we do. When you hear, so, yeah. put so, in perspective. That's it. You put things in perspective. Yeah, man, you you really you really went into a lot of stuff, so especially embracing your dark side. Uh, I was re- I was reading before we started this call, um, coincidentally, um, a Robert Greene book, and it was talking about your your dark side, and how important <laughs> it is for you to embrace your dark side. So when you said, oh, this guy seems to be in the spirit. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, you've kind of explored some other questions I wanted to ask you, but I will still ask you. Um, the next question would be yeah, that, um, how do you know that you're depressed? You've already addressed that. The next question would be that, is what, what are the standard treatments for depression? Like the, the suggestion would be see a professional. So what are the standard treatments? How do you help people? Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll yeah. give a first aid approach and then a, okay. um, yeah. a treatment approach. So a, a first aid approach will be if you know someone, if you, I mean, you're around somebody or you as yourself, you're feeling yeah. depressed. Is yeah. As a human being, you are built for connection. Yeah. And yeah. connection is very, very important. So as an individual, yeah. it is important yeah. for you to have a safe space. Right? It's important mm. for you to have yeah. a safe space. And a safe space is a group of people or person with whom you can be yourself. Right? Mm. And not be afraid or be judged or... Um, or feel uncomfortable because a person you can be vulnerable to, you know, basically, you can be vulnerable to. We will all get to yeah. very low moments in our lives, every one of us. Yeah, and when we're yeah. in that place, the tendency to want yeah. to romance that feeling, the tendency to want to stay yeah. there, wallow away, is higher and block everybody mm. out. See, a friend is who you will tell, I need space, leave me alone. And the person will say, okay, no problem. I'll still come back and check on you. Yeah. That's the safe space I'm talking about, right? So, again, yeah. if yeah. you have, if you know someone, right, that yeah. is going through depression, yeah. or, you are, or as an individual, you yourself, you are as well going through depression as well, is you have to, a first aid approach would be for you to examine. Oh. Okay, so maybe let me take it to um, a treatment approach because many people might not be able to do this on their own, right? But for a first aid okay. approach, okay. have a, a, a safe space, protect the kind of information yeah. that get, enters into you, right? Especially when COVID okay. began. I, I used to always tell people, yeah. I didn't used to check the numbers. I never looked at NDDC number on Twitter for one day. <laughs> no way. I, never I was looking at it at some I point. I stopped. <laughs> I did not want to know. I did not want to look at it. Because it was going to raise my stress level. And I didn't want that. Yeah. Does it mean I'm irresponsible? Yeah. No. I am aware that a virus is in town. Going to Twitter every day yeah. to go and check the statistics is a waste of my time. It's going to harm me mentally. Uh, so I stayed away from uh, it. Any information on the news, yeah. you know, about it. I minimized it. The only thing I, I said to know was, I said, you know what? I have to keep a healthy hygiene, wear my face mask, ensure that I, you know, use yeah. my sanitizers, avoid contact and all. That's enough. I don't, I don't turn on the news to not be hearing 30,000 people are dead in China, 40,000. Anytime it comes, I block it off. That is my coping mechanism. Mm. That is my first yeah. So that moment is the moment mm. where you want to take away any news or information that will continue to trigger you and allow safety yeah. to stay around you. Then yeah. talk to someone. Most probably or most definitely, it should be a professional. Now, nobody can mm. advise you out of depression. And, and it's important for me to yeah. say this. People cannot advise you out of depression. As a matter of fact, 
There's a tendency that people can advise you into more depths of depression that can lead to suicide. Because in, it, huh. it appears that in some part of the world, people don't understand that depression has nothing to do with spirituality. It has nothing to do yes. with... And, and, and I want to use that. It doesn't mean that your spiritual meter has gone down. No. Okay. It just means... it. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. See, and... Yeah. This is not a Christian podcast, so let me not let me not. This is a so I, what, what, I, I want to make some some references. You see, and I, I'm sorry, but I, I want to use the reference I'm familiar. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll beg, I'll pray the indulgence and the indulgence of everybody listening. I'm a person of faith. You know, there was a part of the Bible that said, "For we have not a high priest who is not touched yeah. by the feelings of our yeah. infirmities." If we take that scripture literally for re- literally for what it means, it means that we have a savior who has felt everything that a human being can feel, depression inclusive. Mm. Yeah. So it means that in that moment when you are feeling, that's why he says in Matthew 11, he says, come unto me all ye that are heavy laden. Let me give you rest. So he admits that you are going to be heavy laden in your lifetime. Yeah. And the rest that you are going to go and get from him is not by him advising you. It's by most probably opening your eyes to see something through guidance by maybe a professional or reading a material or from a circle of friends or something. It's not by somebody come to oh. tell you, come off it. Uh-uh, how can you be depressed? They owe oh, you a child of God like you. Yeah. Are you not reading your scriptures? Exactly. There's, there's, Are you not? There's this. Are you not reading the scriptures? Oh. Come off it. Bind that oh. spirit of depression. Mm-hmm. No. If we cannot bind him. Mm-hmm. See, I always say that the, the, the method of miracle in the 21st century mm. is not the same method yeah. in the BC. Yeah. In the BC, Jesus yeah. would need to touch you to heal you of headache. Now, he has yeah. put information in the minds of people to build a medication that when you take, mm. headache will go. What else? Yeah, Let good. him focus on solving problems that have to do with racism and changing of people's mind, which is already doing mm. having to have some people think in a different way. So, yeah. that being said, right? Just so that I don't digress. That being said, right, it's important for yeah. us as an individual to know what exactly it is that we yeah. are doing when it comes to depression. So nobody can advise you out of depression. Out of it. Yeah. Get the support. So what does the professional do with you? What does the professional do with you? Your mind, then mm. get a professional. Now, from a professional point of mm. view, right? Now, a professional approach yeah. to depression. From a, from a psychology yeah. and a neuroscience background and an approach is first, yeah. the professional gets to build rapport with you first, right? And by building rapport, it's okay. seeking to understand what is the root cause of this depression? Mm. Where is this thing coming mm. from? More often than not, yeah. it always leads back to your belief and your values. Mm. Now, mm. what 
the professional now does is to take you on a journey to re-examining your values and re-examining your beliefs and helping you come to mm. beliefs that can empower you when you face situations that you do not expect. You know, nobody can advise you mm. with that. It's about bringing, yeah. using psychology, neuroscience approach to question mm. at the very mm. core of your being. What are the things that form your mm. values? What are the things that form your beliefs? What are your what are your default mm. response to negative events? All these things will be determined from mm. series of questions, series of tests and assignments, series of mm. psychometric testing, and bringing you to say, okay, you know what? You get to that hard moment, you're like, ah, so this is what is happening. This is why yeah. this thing is happening. This is why yeah. I used to always feel defeated every time something did not go my way. This is the reason why yeah. I always blame myself whenever this happens because of this. Yeah. Then you, you as the individual will now decide to change. It is not, no professional yeah. has done a good work <laughs> if they advise you to change. Yeah. No. Yeah. A professional has only yeah. done a good job when they have brought you to oh. a place where you you are like ah I see okay because oh, this is true because change, right true change Dili comes from you yeah discovering rather than being told it comes from self discovery yeah. and that's why when I start mm. a session for example I always tell my clients you know what the solution mm. to this problem is in you. You just came to me so that I yeah. can lead you back to yourself. And they'll be like, ah, what are you trying to say? At the end of the session all the time, the feedback is always the same. And you told me, oh, that I was, yeah, that's the reason why you're paying me. It's what you know. It's what you don't know that I know. And that's why you're paying me. God mm. bless you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. You've, you've really shared a lot. And it kind of like answered two questions at the same time because the question I asked was standard treatment. I was going to ask you about self-care self-care management tips you can give to people. So you've sort of answered that with people's being in safe places. They should find safe places. Yes. Disconnect themselves from information. That take care of your body. And all that. Eat well. Drink mm. enough yeah. water. People take these things mm. for granted. Mm. Smell well. Mm. See, yeah. I don't, people take these things for granted. Mm. And I'll give you an example. See, the way you dress, yeah. it impacts the way you think yeah. about yourself. And it determines the way you present yeah. yourself to people and the feedback. It's a, it's, a, it's a cycle. So let me give an example. There are ways you can dress. Yeah. And when you get to a place, you feel like, ah, ah, am I a houseboy yeah. here or something? And as long as you have that yeah. mentality in your mind, you'll find it difficult to connect with some people. Even when they make passing statements that have nothing to do yeah. with you, you will personalize it and you'll feel like they're talking about you. And you will take that image yeah. and you will go back and you will conceive yeah. yourself as that person. So these things, they are interconnected. Yeah. Eat well. Take enough water. Yeah. Try as much as possible as you can yeah. to exercise. Keep healthy relationships. Yeah. People should not, yeah. they don't necessarily, no, 
in fact, you don't need too many people in your life, but you need critical people in your life. These are the things that we always hammer on social media, but people don't see the connection. It feels like all the time, oh, this movie, they have come again. These things affect your psychology. It affects how you see yourself. It affects where you go to. There are people who will not even enter Oriental hotels in Lagos here because of the image they have of themselves, not because they don't have the money to get to Oriental hotels. People like people. People like us don't belong at the uh, People like us don't belong in Oriental. That's what the Bible calls strongholds. Casting down every imagination and every idea. Mental stronghold. That's what we're talking about. Mm. So, mm. so that's it. Stay mm. around good people. My brother. Take care of the information that enters mm. into your mind. Take care of your health. Eat well. Drink yeah. enough water. Dress well. Yeah. You know. Do something that yeah. brings income into your pocket. These things matter. They matter. So yeah, I hope I've been able to answer your question, Zili. You've 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 answered the question I asked and the one I'm about to ask. <laughs> so there's no point asking those questions again. Because okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you to share a few ideas that can help individuals maintain mental fitness, and you've pretty much summed it up. You know. Um, Great. It's been amazing having you on the podcast, um, Francis. I'm so honored to have you. Um, I've been blessed by the wisdom you've shared. And um, a lot of people will be wondering, who is this guy? How can we reach him? You know, how can we get his material? How can we get to know you more? Can you share your details, social media details, okay. and how people can reach you? Um, so my, uh, my, my, my social media details, uh, you can find me using my name, Francis Arihilam. Um, Francis spelled Francis okay. Arihilam, A-R-I-H-I-L-A-M. Or you could go to my website, www.arihilam.com. Um, you could read about me. All my social media informations are there. And then eventually you can connect. I'm on Instagram, um, at Arihilam, on Twitter, on Facebook. And yeah, yeah, you can find me there. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. And I think you have an ebook. I, I yes, read that. Yes. Possibilities. Yes, I actually have. Can people access that? Um, the title is Possibility. It's it's up for free download yeah. on my website. So once you just log in, um, you could see store, okay. and once you click, we have access to the book. Um, it was a book I wrote when I wanted to share because at that point in my life, I felt like I've read too much. I've I've done. I've I've put some things into practice, and it was time for me to put this thought out there and i'm hoping that sure. another book is going to come out soon too but i i don't know when but i know it's okay. going to drop very soon <laughs> <laughs> it's in <the> box. Great. <laughs> thank you so much francis i really i really really appreciate you coming on the show so guys maintain you've had you've had the conversation um your mental health is as important as your physical health the way you pay attention to your body your physiology the same way you should pay attention to your mental health if you are not fine mentally if you're not mentally fit um, you will live a productive and meaningful and fulfilling life so listen to all we've said until the next episode keep living keep loving keep laughing thank you for listening to this episode hi guys um i just want to thank you for taking time from your busy schedule to listen to this episode of the personal evolution podcast to get new alerts notification and just to know what i'm up to uh, my next project follow me on all social media platforms twitter instagram facebook